Hey everyone, it's Caleb, and I'm so excited that you've decided to spend a few minutes of your day here with me on the Learner's Corner podcast. And boy, do I have a great episode for you today. Today, I am joined by my best friend, my former co-host on the Learner's Corner podcast, Todd Hixenbaugh, as we look back and review and reminisce and all of those other good uh, words to, uh, to look back on 2020 and to talk about some of the things that we've learned about in 2020, about ourselves, about life, and some of the best things that we've learned from as well for podcast books, music, you know, all of that good stuff as well. Be sure to check out the show notes for a lot of these resources will be in there in case you're interested in anything that we're talking about. Also, uh, before I jump into the conversation, I do just want to say a real quick thank you to Garrett Oler and Sam Massey for helping make the podcast better. Sam, thank you so much for just creating the music for the podcast. Garrett, thank you so much for um, doing the editing of the podcast and doing it in in a much better way than I could possibly ever do it as well. Super thankful to the both of you all of that and thank you again just for listening to the podcast without uh any and uh, it's been a great 2020 you know we relaunched the podcast uh at the beginning of the year and it has been uh, an incredible it's been an incredible 2020 there's so many people who uh we've gotten on the podcast that um that i've that todd and i have wanted to get on since the very beginning and it's people like you people who continue to listen to the podcast that that help make it possible. So I just want to say thank you. We'd love to hear from you as well. If you have anything that has particularly stood out to you from the Learner's Corner this year or even just in the past, would love to hear from you. And the best way to reach out to me is on my Instagram, which is at Caleb J. Mason. Would love to hear from you about anything like that. And so without any further wait, here is Todd and I's conversation as we look back on 2020. Todd Hicksonbaugh, welcome back to the Learner's Corner podcast. The prodigal son has returned. Who's the prodigal son? You are. I am? <laughs> yes. For, for leaving me to fend for my own. Oh, quit being a big baby. <laughs> good word. Uh, anyway, it is really good. I'm to eating have you a cracker on. on your podcast now. I'm making noise just for you. Thank you. You're welcome. It really. It really is good to have you back on. Hey, you know what? It's a pleasure. Hold on. Now I'm chewing. Now I'm just being rude. Um, no, it's a pleasure to be able to come back on. Like, I helped build this podcast. I'm the reason this podcast is as awesome as it is. <laughs> and like, I'm just, I'm just so happy that I can come back on this show and give you a bump in all of your your downloads and ratings. Thank you so much, Todd. I so appreciate. I'm here to it. serve. I'm here to serve the people. <laughs> And uh, what we want to do on this episode, as uh, I think we've done uh, every year, is we've looked back on the year and talked about some of our favorite um, resources that we've learned from some of the things that we've learned personally as well. And we've already had a a couple of episodes, or I've had a couple of episodes looking back with some other people on this. And today, I wanted to sit down and talk with uh, my best friend, Todd, just have a conversation about 20 20. I barely know you. Yeah, whatever. And 
Todd, just as uh, just as we're getting started, um, 2020 has been like a holy bleep year. Before we and, started, you called it something that I've been hearing it called a lot, and I think it's accurate. It's a disruptor. It's a disruptor year. It's a disruption. It's a. It is. It is the. Um, I don't want to call it the outlier because I think that we see these these types of things happen. Every so often where we do have one of these these time, whether it's a year or it's just a period of time that kind of disrupts things like 9-11 was one of those. But like it's a disruptor. It is it's it's to come in and it's and it's kind of taken our world and flipped it upside down and, and kind of shaken. It's like the bully on the playground trying to get, you know, the last couple of dollars that you had that your mom gave you for lunch. My mom never gave me any money for lunch. She always just packed my lunch. Holla holla, Patty. But um, it's like this disruptor. And, and so that's why I'm just so excited to get to do this because it's fun to think about this year. Yeah. And you know what I think the interesting thing is, you know, whenever we did this at the end of last year and we did it for 2019, I'm pretty sure we talked about how, uh, 2019 and gearing up to 2020 was going to be a year of disruption as well. And little did we know just just how disruptive 2020 was going to be. I mean, I think that we're Nostradamus effectively. Uh, I think you're exactly I think that's right. why you should listen to the Learner's Corner podcast. Thank you, Todd. And so... Nobody what, uh, gives you the hot tea like we do. Thank you. But what, what I want to do is, just as we're getting started and everything, uh, just and just as I mentioned, 2020 has been a year of disruption. 2020... Uh, with all of the stuff that all of us have been experiencing, you know, with COVID-19, with the racial injustice, and then you throw in that we have the election year as well, which just adds to all of it. Um, but it's also been, uh, I know, a very disruptive year uh, for you personally as well. Yeah. And, and we talked about that. Um, I think the last time you were on the podcast, you know, you know, yes. five or six months ago or so. But just so we're getting started, I would love to ask you just this question. And it's looking back over, over all of 2020 with all of its chapters, scenes, challenges. Um, have you seen like a central theme for you for this past year in 2020 in your life? Faith. Um, faith is what I would say. Um, because I haven't had hope. Um, a person who has faith uh, is a person who dances to music when there's no music present. And, and oftentimes, oftentimes faith is what we have to go on when we don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Now, if you know me personally, uh, as you do, you know that I've had lots of good things happen this year, right? Um, I got engaged a few weeks ago. Um, I met her this year, fasting, fast dating time, Bala. Um, but like, Good things have happened, but also deep, deep hurt things have happened. And and while, you know, I say that and it's it feels kind of weird because good things have happened, it really has faith for me because the, the theme in my life has been waiting and watching, which, you know, we're recording this. It's the day after the first day of Advent um, in the, the church calendar, liturgical calendar. And, you know, Advent literally means expectation or awaiting and and it feels like this whole year has sort of been that like like we know something's coming we know that there's an end to all of this 
We just don't know what's going to be at the end of it. Like we don't know what it's going to look like. And we also don't know when it's going to happen. And so for me, faith would be the word that kind of characterizes the theme for my life. What about you? Well, before that, I just want to dive a little bit deeper into that of, um, can you just expound on maybe some of the things that have led you to, to that being the theme for you this year? Yeah. So, you know, I lost a job, um, early on in the year. Um, I was let go from a job and, um, right or wrong. If you, it was in, it was in April that I was let go. And so, you know, it's never a good time to, to get fired, right. Or to be let go from a job or to, it just isn't ever good. But, when it's when you when you have that happen in the middle of a pandemic, when you don't know if you're going to be able to get a job, when that's going to be, um, it it takes it to another level. And so that's that's really where things for me kind of kicked off was middle of a pandemic, height of the pandemic, we could probably say. And I I lose I lose my job, um, and then you know going from from April until August. With, with without anything, with no job, um, dealing with everything that comes with that, launching a business, which was awesome, um, launched a business in that time frame. Again, I had no reason or anything to build that off of other than just stuff I knew. Um, again, it was faith. And and then coming through that and then out of the blue, having a church come to me and and, and want to start talking and and we get into this thing and and I end up starting to work for them and then going into that church and not really understanding something completely different from where I had previously been and having to re re kind of learn some of the old things that I knew of church world. It's been nothing but a series of, of faith asks that God has had for me over and over again. And it's almost like, you know, I, nothing is ever as dramatic as what happened with, with Abraham and Isaac. And in that story of Abraham and Isaac, if, if listeners aren't familiar, in the, in the book of Genesis in the Bible, God asks um, Abraham to, um, to sacrifice his son Isaac. So he takes him up into the mountains and there, there he builds an altar and he, he ties his son up and he puts him on the altar and he, he takes out his knife and he's getting ready to stab to stab Isaac and, and an angel of the Lord comes down and stops him. And, and God says, because I've seen that you were willing to do that. I know that I know that you're a faithful servant of mine. I know that you have faith. Now, nothing is as dramatic of, as that. Right. But I feel like there have been multiple times in my faith journey this year, as I've been navigating 2020. And by the way, on top of all of that coronavirus with everything that kind of comes with that, that all of us have been feeling, it's been a lot, and there hasn't been a whole lot of air quotes hope, right, to, to be able to hang my hat on to say, you know, I know that this thing is coming. There hasn't been a lot of that. It's been, hey, just just walk through this door. Trust me. I'm going to get you through this. Um, and so that's why that's why faith is what it is for me. I mean, I, was, I started a relationship with a woman who I'm going to marry in the middle of a pandemic, right, when we couldn't go on dates in restaurants like normal people. Um, I mean, we had to we had to figure that out. It's all been about how much do you trust me um, from a faith perspective? How is God asking me that and and continuing to put it out in front of me and do that? And for her, too. I mean, and for her, too, you know, she's had to navigate the same types of tensions as she's walked with me through all of these things. Right. I mean, nobody wants to start dating a guy and then he loses his job like a month later. Like that's 
probably not the way that you want relationships to start. But kudos to her um, for for how she did that. And so for really for both of us, it's been this journey of faith, um, which is why I'm so excited about right now it being Christmas time and Advent and everything that comes with Advent, this expectation of, of, of Christ being born and all the promise that that the second his second coming is going to now have. It's a beautiful way to tie a ribbon. If I could tie a ribbon around this whole year, this is no better way to do that than to think of than to think of this. Now, the part that I'm still waiting for is like, where's the hope coming around the corner? Um, and I think, mm-hmm. I think, and you and I were talking about this earlier. Um, and I was also talking with another friend about this of like, I think that what we're hoping for isn't actually what's going to happen. It's going to look a lot different than what we think. Um, so, you know, if faith, faith leads to faith leads to character. Paul, the apostle Paul says this. So faith leads to character and character formation leads to hope. And that hope is found in Christ Jesus. And, and so for me, I'm looking at this thing going, I think that our hope is found in nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And if that's real, then we have something to hope for. But it isn't a vaccine. It isn't a new presidential candidate. Um, it, it's none of that. I think it's going to look very different. I think it's going to look very different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And to answer your question uh, from earlier, I would say the, the theme of 2020 for me has been understanding my valuable or my value and understanding what, what and who is really most valuable to me. You're so arrogant. Yeah, thank you. But um just and I mean we've we've talked about this so much, particularly this year and two, but um, you know, one of and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but one of uh my major hurdles to really restarting the podcast was me not not thinking that I could do it on my own because I didn't feel like my voice was enough. I didn't feel like I was enough. You felt like it. the two of us together were yep. really what made the podcast and why would yep. anybody want to listen if it's just me? Yep. And obviously it is continued, it is continued and continued to, and you've done a great job with it. Yep. Continue to grow and to get better. And the other thing that has just been really clarifying to me this year is, um, is that understand that, figure out the things that are most important to you. And it's okay if they're not important to other people right. as well, but it's important to figure out what's important to you, what's valuable to you. And that's honestly one of the reasons why, you know, we started the podcast initially. We wanted, we wanted to talk about the things that we thought were important. Um, even if no one else was willing to have that conversation. We wanted to have a conversation with interesting people yes. about things that actually mattered, not, the things that everybody told us that podcasts were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I had no interest in creating a leadership podcast like everybody else in the church world did. Yeah. We had no interest in creating an overly spiritual weirdo podcast, right? Where like we yep. sit around and talk spiritual stuff all day. Um, though oftentimes we ended up doing that anyways. And and I think that, I think you're right. I think that you have figured out in a lot of ways your your niche of like, I need to do this because this actually does matter and I can do it on my own and, and people actually care. Yep. 
Yep. And I would say just the the last thing of realizing that, um, or just in addition to it, is just really focusing on who are the people who are most important to me in my life. Right. And not um, not sacrificing those relationships for nameless people or for yes. or for strangers or caring about um, people who don't like caring about the people who matter to me most in their opinions and and about them over what random strangers or people who don't like quote unquote matter as much to me um, as what they think. Right. No, I think that's good. And you've taught me that too. Like as I've watched you navigate, these are conversations, by the way, uh, when we do a podcast together, it's really like we just bring into the open conversations that you and I have had or are having. So it's kind of funny. But you've kind of helped me navigate that in some ways as well. I haven't navigated it quite in the same way that you've had to. But you've also helped me with that. Yeah, well, and I think it just goes into realizing that you have, like, we all have limitations on everything. And that we can't be all things to all people. At some point, you run out. At some point, you hit the roll. At some point, um, you either tell yourself no or something else tells you no or someone else tells you no. (laughs) Yes. And everything. Um, and I just kind of want to dovetail that into, you know, we've kind of talked about, you know, what are some what are some other things that you've just learned throughout this year? If you had to boil it down to, you know, a few things, like if I had to, you know, put some some headlines onto it, these are like some of the lessons that you've learned in 2020. So the first one I would say, and you're going to giggle at this, but perception is reality, but not everybody's reality is important nor relevant. That'd be the first thing that I've learned. And I had to learn that as I navigated transitioning out of out of a job and into figuring out what the next thing was. It's true. I mean, perception is oftentimes reality. Right. If they if if people think this of you or they they look at this you this way, for them that is reality, right? But what I had to learn was that not everybody's reality that they're perceiving is correct. It's also not relevant. And I also can't allow it to bog me down in a way that it totally ruins my life. I can't help that some people, you know, view me in a certain way. I can help what I do with it. And so that was a major thing that I that I learned coming out of this. I think another thing that I learned, and I'll say them and then you can ask me questions about them like if you want. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that I learned is that it's really okay to ask for help. It's really okay to ask for help. It's really okay to, and you know this, I have problems with that. I do not, I still struggle with this. I do not like to ask for help. I don't like to admit that I need other people because I like to be the one that helps other people. And so I truly, truly, um, I truly did have to learn that more. Now I'm not perfect at it by any means, um, but I have learned the importance of allowing people closest to me to understand what's going on in my life and to help me with those things. And I think the final thing, and it's been something that has been a long time coming for me, but it's actually something I learned from Kelly. And I'll tell a quick story here in a moment about why this was so important, is that patience is oftentimes the best solution to a problem. So I just got engaged a few weeks ago and um, Kelly will laugh if she listens to this, but when we first started our relationship, about two months in, I knew I wanted to marry her. 
three months in, I knew that I wanted to do it this year. I wanted to propose this year. And about about three or four months in, I knew that I probably was going to try to pressure her into doing a spring 2021 wedding. And like Kelly is the opposite of that. So Kelly has this whole timeline figured out in her brain. That's like a two year timeline. So we date for a year, then we get engaged and we're engaged for a year. Right. And to me, this is just anathema. Like, I know I'm in love with this woman. I know that I want her. And, and so, you know, I really had to struggle and I had to talk to people who knew me, who knew her, and I had to ask them for their perspective. And consistently, the thing that they told me is just wait it out, have patience, love her in the meantime, you know, don't make this into a big thing. And, and it kind of is how it played out. And so, you know, she wanted me to wait until, you know, into 2021 before I proposed and, and that obviously didn't happen. And it was and it was really because of patience. It was because of not pressuring. It was because of continuing to have the conversation in a in a loving way, but in a way that communicated my needs. Um, and, and, and eventually the patience paid off. Now, that doesn't work in every situation, but it did teach me that it doesn't actually do to just bulldoze through life and just kind of be ham fisted about things. It does actually work out better. Um, to have patience and to date more of a long view. Mm. Um, I'm curious about, take me back to um, the asking for help. Yep. So, you know, as I said, lost my job, did that whole thing, had to figure all that out. And, you know, Net was navigating, made some money over the summer. And then I kind of start talking to this church and I was really realizing how stressed out I was. And I had been kind of internalizing a lot of it. And I hadn't let, I hadn't really let anybody in on the fact that I was in as rough shape as I was. And I remember sitting on the couch in Kelly's apartment. Kelly's my fiance, for those of you listening. And, and she, I was sitting on her couch and, and I just started crying. And I mean, not crying. Like, I feel like you and I are the same. Like, we're either crying or we're ugly crying. And there's like nothing in between. There's, there's no like medium cry. It's either I have some tears because I'm watching a movie or I am laying on the ground, ugly crying, needing my mother. Yeah. And, and so I start just ugly crying and I'm like, I got my head in her lap and like, I'm like hiccup crying. Like I'm like, I'm hiccup crying. Right. And she doesn't know what to do. The poor woman like doesn't know what to do she's never really seen me cry like this before. And I just told her everything. I told her all the, the, the issues I was having in my brain and how like I was so depressed and just didn't know what to do. And I didn't know what decision to make. And, and I just, I was just in a rough spot and it was, and it was, it was a time in our relationship when for the first time I really trusted her at a deep level with, with my fears. Right. And it made me realize that for years, that was one of the things I had been not doing was sharing like my actual fears with somebody like you, who I've told you all sorts of fears and things that, that I have in my life. But it was a different thing to have a person who is even closer to me than you are in her to be able to unload on her and, and watch how she reacted, which she reacted with exactly the way that I, I knew she would. She reacted with love. She reacted with grace. And she just was there to love me. Right. And so. That was a major revelation for me. Um, the, the recent revelation uh, along those lines is like, you know, when you trust a person enough, you can have them do your Christmas shopping for you. 
right? <laughs> so like, I mean, trusting her to have a spreadsheet and like I put names in it, she's going to die if she hears this. And like I put names of people into that spreadsheet and she just like buys them stuff. It's amazing. But like trusting somebody and building that and figuring out like how to trust other people enough to let them in to see your stuff and relying on them. That's been something major for me this year. Mm -hmm. You're on that list, by the way. I know we were talking about that a few days ago. I expect a Starbucks gift card. (laughs) Uh, Maybe a Starbucks drink. Uh, but I guess turning around to me, the, here's a, here's a couple of things that I feel like I've learned this year. One is, um, realizing that getting what you want doesn't mean things get easier as well. You know, for me, I, uh, I changed, uh, or I got a promotion this, this year and I changed jobs, uh, within the company or within the church that I work at. And I moved from uh, one of our uh, one of our campus teams and being a uh, a family life pastor there, overseeing from um, uh, kids who were you know from birth all the way up through high school to moving on to um, uh, to be what, what do you, you do call, exactly? Who even well, knows? I was going to say to moving to more of a project manager. Uh, role, which it just depends on what's happening in our organization. Depends on the day of the week. Which, it depends uh, on the day of the week. Reveal what are some of the things that I'm working on? Yeah, it really does depend on the day of the week. But um, but with that came, uh, I got added to part of our of our leadership team at our church. You know, which is a group of you know about like twenty people or so, and um, just realizing that. Um, and I would have told myself this before, but you don't really realize is that uh, not everything is solved with that. Like there's still challenges. I still don't necessarily get to do everything that I want to do. I don't necessarily think that um, um, or I just don't get to do whatever I want to do. And I think there's this, you know, this myth or this lie that we tell ourselves that like, hey, you're going to get to do whatever you want to do once you have the power. And just realizing that, that that isn't the case. And that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Like we all face challenges. We all face things that we have to work and grow through. And I think that's why it's so important. You know, we, we've talked about this literally so much about why it's so important that you focus on the journey and on the process yeah. instead of some mythic destination that you're going to get to. Yeah. And I think the other thing, there are a couple other things that I've learned is not to cast your pearls before swine. You say this to me all the time now. You must have been casting your stuff in front of lots of not good people. Well, it's just, again, going back to value and everything, just realizing that not everybody is going to value the things that you value or value the work that you do, and that that's okay. Because if they're not the people that you're trying to reach, if they're not the people that you're trying to, um, you know, accomplish and, and if they don't see you as valuable as you see yourself, then literally at times, and this is what I found myself That's doing. That's the key. I, I would literally That's hand the to them the thing. my value and say, tell me, tell me how valuable I am. Is it as valuable as I believe that I am. And that is just a, that's a dangerous place to be because then you start trying to people, you trying to people please 
And that's whenever you start creating or you can start creating a false self for somebody because you're trying to get their attention. You're trying to get their affection and everything. And the um, a couple other quick things is, um, and I've learned this recently from Kevin, is or from Kevin West, uh, who's a big mentor to the both of us. <laughs> yeah, we can't just say Kevin and everybody knows, bro. Yeah. There's nobody's listening, as we all is, know, but hey. Is, is the importance of, um, and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier, but turn your six into a nine. Like if you feel like you're in a situation that is a six, what can you do to help make that a nine? And what that's can challenge right now. Yep. Because there's always something, there's always something that you can do to do that. Yes. And the last one is the importance. And this might, this is probably one of the biggest ones is, uh, is the importance of doing life-giving activities for yourself. <laughs> and we'll get into maybe what some of those look like. Oh, uh, you're going to reveal how much of a nerd you are. But just realizing that uh, that you need to do things for yourself that are, that are replenishing for you, that are soul care for you. And realizing that um, that, that is crucially important. I can't wait for you to talk about how much of a nerd you are. I know we might get to it in a little bit, but those are any other thoughts on that, Todd. Um, I mean, I think I've learned a lot from you through the things that you've been learning. See, we do, we do this where we do learn about each other. We, we do learn a lot from each other watching the things that we went through. Cause I know, you know, I know that a lot of the stuff that I went through, uh, at the beginning of the year sort of prompted us both into, into the summer. And, and I, yeah, so I just have learned a lot from you as well. Well, and I think, I mean, I think I said it last year and I hope it's, uh, true for every year going forward. Um, but man, I feel like there has not been another year that I've grown more than 2020. Mm. There you go. Okay, Todd, let's get to uh, some more fun on this. I want to go through what are some of your best resources that you have, uh, you know, consumed, listened to, experienced in 2020. And whenever we get to that, uh, well, podcasts, movies, music, books, articles, all of that stuff. I'll let you choose. What do you want to get started with? Um, Let's go books. Let's go books mm-hmm. first. I want to do that. This yeah. has been the most challenging one for me this year. Um, normally, books for you and I are not a challenge at all. Um, we have been known as bookworms, weirdos, and like not even bookworms by normal sense. I mean, you and I have been known to regularly read over 100 books in a year. And I don't know about you, but I'm way off my pace this year. I'm only going to oh, come. so much. I'm only going to so come. Much. I'm only going to come in at about 60. Now, some people are listening to that going, only 60. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think I'm at 60. But like, I'm only going to come in around there. And, and I'd say probably half of those are fiction. So like of mm-hmm. those books, like only. Well, if, we're counting, if we're counting fiction, then I'm definitely there. Yeah. Like only half of those are fiction. Or, or, or like learning books. So mm-hmm. way off pace, but I do have some, I do have some, uh, some heat for you. Um, if, if we would like to go there first. Yeah, let's go there. 
So coming in in the fiction section, I have a couple books that I want that I want to share. I want to start with fiction. I'm going to start with fiction. If okay. that's if is that allowed? That's allowed. Is that allowed? Okay. So one of the books this year, it's a series that that I went back into. It's it's a spin-off of uh, a fiction series I read when I was in high school. Um, and you're you're familiar with this series as well. It's called The Ranger's Apprentice, right? You and mm-hmm. I have both read these. Well, I just finished um, a spinoff series. It's in the same world um, as The Ranger's Apprentice is in, but it's it's kind of the time the timelines are similar. Um, but it's it's about ten years after a lot of the events take place in the The Ranger's Apprentice series, and it takes place with a character named Hal and his friends. And so they build a ship and they just basically become sailors. And they're these awesome like people. It's called the Brother Band Chronicles. And so it's like this group of kids, they get placed together in what's called a brother band. And it's kind of like this pod of, of seven or eight of them. And they they just kind of go on adventures all over the all over the the their known world and they solve problems and they're heroes. And it's just it's a great series. If you're a fan of the Rangers Apprentice or the Inheritance Cycle series, um, or Harry Potter, any this is gonna be right up your alley. You're gonna love this. Yeah. It's really easy to read. It's one of those ones where, like, if in a weekend you just want, you know, some easy reading, pick up one of these books. Um, it, it, seriously, it it is it is truly a great. It's great. It, it has been a. If I had to suggest some good fiction, there's eight of them in that series. Go ahead and read through those. Gotcha. I give me uh, a fiction I book. I was gonna say, I I've been thinking. And uh, I haven't been I haven't been reading a ton of uh, like traditional fiction. This will I'll I'll give this to you. This oh, here we go. go. Something. So one of the things that I've been doing uh, this year, and this goes back into talk about like the life giving things, is one of the things that I started doing this year is I started really getting into superhero comics, <laughs> and don't judge. I know that you love them too. I do, but I've been getting there into may be it. A po- been- there may or may not be a podcast coming that is spun out of our love for that. We'll see. That, we'll we'll see. We're in we're in early talks and negotiations between. Basically, those talks and negotiations are: Will Kelly allow us to do this? <laughs> um, but uh, but I and I think part of it rose from you know I was just as I said, I've uh. You know, I've really been trying to figure out this year just some of the things that uh, that I lo- loved just doing for fun and some of the things that were life-giving to me. And one of the things that has been that for me is, and we've talked about this before, is like the MCU movies, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the thing that led me to uh, to do this is I thought, man, I, like as, especially as a kid, like I loved comics and everything, was really into them. And... I just decided, hey, you know what? I'll get into it. And so make a long story really short. I really got into them and absolutely love them. I'll give you a, a couple of things. or I'll give you um, a couple of the highlights for me that have been uh, super good. I'm going to recommend um, the new X-Men series that had, has started within, I think, a little over a year ago. It is being orchestrated by Jonathan Hickman. 
And it is such an incredible story. It's one. It's probably my favorite one that I'm reading right now. I'm going to go ahead and recommend uh, Nick Spencer's run of Amazing Spider-Man. I'll throw in some Avengers stuff and go Jonathan Hickman's Avengers run uh, and also Brian Michael Bendis's run on Avengers. You're like saying these things like we all should. I know them because, okay, I have a confession to make. So I'm just as nerdy as Caleb is about this. I just haven't organized in the same way that Caleb has. Caleb, what's the resource that you started with that got you onto all these comics? What do you mean? Oh, you mean Marvel Unlimited? Yes. Yes. So Marvel Unlimited, a great resource, which, and I'm not, uh, we're not sponsored by them yet. Yet. (laughs) But, um, But they have literally thousands of Marvel comics for free. And what is this, Caleb? Is it a website? It's an app. It's an, it's app. an app. So you and how much download... does this app cost? Uh, depending on whenever it's on sale, I think I ended up getting it for around like $70, $75 a year. I think the traditional price is maybe 100 100 a year, something like that. It's $10 a month. There you go, $10 a month. And, and Caleb, how many comics can you read on this? Thousands. Literally pretty much any, pretty much any comics – in the Marvel world, you can get on this app. Todd, what are some books that you've read this year? Some uh, nonfiction yep. books. <clears throat> so, um, so one of them is uh, Clockwise. is a great book, and I forget the guy's name at the moment. I, it's in my office, but it's called Clockwise, and it's it's a great book because it did time management and just managing your time better in a way that I hadn't heard before. Um, it talked a lot about time management from from the perspective of your family, right? So, mm. in priorities. So, if you're gonna, if you're prioritizing, you know, if you're prioritizing, what what are your top priorities in your life? And then you kind of build your schedule around all of that. It was a really interesting perspective on it. Um, that one was a great. That was a great help to me. Um, another one was it's called Stretch. It's um, it's more of a ministry focused book. It's by Jim Weidman. Um, who's a children's pastor. He works for The Belonging Co. Um, Stretch is a book about how you can take your children's ministry from any size and structure it for growth. Um, And it was a great resource. I had heard about it for years. Um, I'd heard him talk about it for years, so I felt like I had read the book. But then I finally just took the time to read it, and it was was an unbelievable read. Um, And it really kind of helped me, especially in my new role um, at this church, to be able to take something where, you know, we had very, where our children's ministry isn't very big and think through um, it within COVID era, like how we were going to structure things for, you know, hopefully a time when we don't have COVID anymore and what we were yeah. going to do with that. Um, so that was another great resource. And I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you one more. And this one is uh, a recent, um, it's, it was a, it was a, a recent thing. Um, for Caleb, you're going to know the name of it. Uh, it, by Mike Todd. It was the the relationship oh, relationship book. goals. Relationship goals, dude. So I read that in the middle of kind of starting a relationship, and it really, it really was very helpful. It was really helpful. Give me, give me one nugget from the book. So everybody always talks about how you should be dating your significant other, but one of the things that they don't talk about is in the date, like what do you do. Like, how do you date them? And so he did, he brought out a little bit about how like you should be, you should try to get to know them instead of just living life with them and using that to get to know them, like figure out how to like get to know them on these dates. 
even when you've been doing this for a long time. It was helpful because I know for me, like, I just start staring at Kelly and think she's the greatest thing of all time. And I just stop asking her questions. And so I love asking her all sorts of questions about how her mind works and all of that. Gotcha. That's what's one of your favorite questions to ask for those of us who are looking for some inspiration. I love asking her why she thinks the things that she thinks. Mm -hmm. Like, why did she have that perspective? Why is it that she thinks this particular way about this certain issue? Okay. So you read like 60 books and I was expecting a few more. So I got you covered because I may not have read a lot of books, but I read some high quality stuff and like literally whatever. Well, you could, if you think of something else, you could throw it. But like, I, I had to narrow it down to like, okay. So what are the books that like, that have like stuck with me? throughout this year. Like I use this stuff on a pretty regular basis and everything. And so the first one for me, and I know you've read this book before is never split the difference by Chris Voss. It's all about negotiating. He has great stories about the FBI. One of the things that really stood out to me is he talks about figuring out what the black swans are in any negotiation that you're in and that you're always in a negotiation and how the black swan is like a critical piece of information that is in, in essence, the dealer or the, the deal breaker or the most important thing in it. Another thing that's really stood out to me was this book by Dan Heath, which is called upstream as well. And it's all about figuring out what are the root causes of the problems that you're experiencing. And so he starts it out with this great story. And uh, he says how there was these two boys and they kept coming across these, these kids who needed uh, saving from drowning in a lake and the boys go out and they save the boy, they bring him back in. And then if, Minutes pass by, there's another person who's drowning out there. They go back and save him, and they keep repeating this process over and over again until at one point, one of the boys goes and and just walks off, and the other boy goes, where are you going? There's all of these, all of these kids that need saving, and he says, I'm going to go deal with the bully who's throwing these kids into the water. And just, it was a great reminder for me that often what we think is the problem is often is often just a symptom of the problem and that we need to do our due diligence to figure out what is the core root of this problem. A couple of books that have been uh, really good for me is uh, Where Do We Go From Here by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., especially after all of the um, the death of George Floyd over the summer, a lot of the the protests as well. It really made me want to dig into some of Dr. King's readings. And it's just amazing how whenever you read it and how, how applicable uh, his teachings are to today and how, um, how similar a lot of things are as well. And kind of along those lines is Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. Have you read that before, Todd? No, I haven't. Oh, man. Is good. Um, and then another one has been uh, Ryan Holiday's Perennial Seller. I have read that. And it's all about creating work that lasts beyond your lifetime. Yeah. I got another one. Okay. Throw Tw- it to me. 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. I read it this year. Yeah. Um, 
It was fabulous. So Jordan Peterson is a he's a psychiatrist um, in Canada. He's a he's sort of controversial. Um, a little bit. He's, <laughs> he's, That's okay. We love learning from he, controversial people he, on this podcast. Yeah, he's a little controversial, but um, a lot of the things he says, um, I think, are have accuracy. And he wrote this book called Twelve Rules for Life, and it's it's kind of it's been a it was really helpful. You've read it too, but it's been it was helpful for me to begin to think about some things that I think we're seeing in our in our world today through a different lens. Mm-hmm. Um couple other quick hitters everything is spiritual by rob bell which was really good and uh if you haven't listened to the podcast with rob go back and listen to it from you're a couple disgusting of months ago. you're disgusting um but it was it really you know the thing that really reminded me about it is just the importance of being open-handed to whatever is happening yes in your life yes um the other one also a previous guest and uh you're so disgusting if you haven't listened to her episode um go check out sarah anderson we did an end of the year with her as well or i did an end of the year with her and her book um i will say is is one of if not the most important books um if you are a follower of jesus that you need to read this year and it's all about uh um, loving people and learning from people who are different than you, particularly whenever it comes across uh, political lines as well. And I got two more transitions or sorry, life is in the transitions by Bruce feeler. It barely made it on to the list because I just read it, but it's absolutely amazing. He talks about how, how we view life has changed and how we need to adapt our tools to how how we view life differently. So he talks about how we used to view life whenever it comes to seasons. And that's not necessarily how it is anymore because life used to repeat in a lot of ways and it doesn't. We're facing new things every day and how we need to adapt to the tools for that. And then the last one uh, who will be on the podcast at the beginning of 2021 is by uh, Steve Cuss, Managing Leadership Anxiety. There you which go. has been very helpful for me. Why do you got to have such prestigious podcast guests? Because I'm prestigious. Mm, yeah. I won't say what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay, Todd, move on to the next thing. Let's hit uh let's hit your music real quick. You always want to hear my music. What do, what genre do you want? <clears throat> give me give me your top 5 music from this year. My top 5 Yep. Okay. Could be artists, could be albums, whatever. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. If you're wanting hip hop album, okay, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. This is probably number five. Okay. Okay. Hip hop album. It's by Nas. It's called King's Disease. Mm-hmm. This is probably one of the best hip hop albums I have heard in a very, very long time. Go ahead. This is like you will be listening to this music for a long time. Some of the features he has on this are people like Big Sean, Anderson Pac, uh, Foxy Brown, um, ASAP Ferg. I mean, it's it is a hit boy, it is a completely star-studded. It's it's an unbelievable album. You should go listen to it. It was nominated as one of the top hip hop, <coughs> excuse me, albums um, of the year. 
Um, did not win, but it was it was way up there. So it so that would be that'd be my number five. Um, we'll do. I don't know if I'm going to give you all five of them, just because I know that we have to get moving. Um, I would say that number number four was uh, was this is a controversial one. Okay, <laughs> this is con- this is a little controversial. His name's Tory Lanes. Now, Tory has done some bad stuff this year. Yeah, just yeah, just a little bit. To- Tory has done some bad things this year, but he had a really good album come out. <laughs> You're ridiculous. It's called Chicks Tape Five. It's fine. It's fine. Don't let your mom listen to it. You'll be you'll be okay. You weren't going to talk about it because we talked about this already. You weren't going to talk about it because it was really recent. But um, I like Miley Cyrus's new new album so much. I'm going. Oh. I'm going to say, Plastic Hearts is is like it's that good. It is, and that's it, it, that sounds ridiculous because it just came out. But I don't but, care. But just give it a listen. Just I, give it a listen. I just don't care that it came out. When did it come out? Like just came out, right? Yeah, like, like I think the last weekend in November. Yeah, it is it just came out, but it's so good. Okay, give me your last two. I will give you, you want two. All right, my last, my last one. If you have one while I'm finding it, say. Uh, a couple that I'll say is I'm going to say uh, Future Nostalgia yes. by Dua Lipa yes. was really good. Uh KB, his glory alone was incredible. Yes, agreed. Um, August Burns Red by or Guardians by August Burns Red, and uh, there's there's some more. I'm just gonna go ahead and drop uh, my best of 2020 playlist in the show notes. And so, if you want to listen to the music that I'm listening to, you can go to that. All oh, so uh, so help me God by Two Chains, fabulous. What about? Uh, Run the Jewels new album. Oh my gosh. Oh, Caleb, thank you for reminding me. That, run the Jewels, baby. Yeah. Well, how about let's wrap let's wrap up with Run the Jewels. Give me your Run the Jewels take. So Run the Jewels. So, so until this year, most people hadn't a lot of let me say it like this. A lot of people had not heard of Run the Jewels. They're an older hip hop group. So it's they've been around for a while. Um, most people kind of, if you knew of them, they were the old guys. But um, a couple things happened. One Killer Mike, who is a member of the group, went on Joe Rogan's podcast earlier this year. And Killer, it was one of the Joe Rogan, which Joe Rogan's podcast is one of the biggest podcasts in the world. And and it was a hit. It was it had millions of downloads. And a lot of the stuff that Killer Mike said really was jiving with a lot of people. And, and so that kind of started to blow them up. And then Killer Mike came out after George Floyd was 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 killed. And he spoke to the city of Atlanta in a press conference. And his his talk he gave, which was all off the cuff, was one of the most inspirational things I've ever heard. And it was poignant and it was perfect for the moment. And, And it was beautiful. And then they dropped this album and it's like Run the Jewels is running joint. Like Run the Jewels is is the move right now. And this album was incredible. Okay, let's move into podcasts. Uh oh. Okay, I'll I'll get us kicked off <clears throat> while while you're looking up 
some of your stuff. Oh, here's, I got it. Here's, here's a couple Go. of mine. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple. I'm going to give you some specific episodes that you can start listening to literally yes. right now if you want to. Okay. You could go. I'm going to go Andy Stanley, the motivation of a leader with his conversation with Patrick Lencioni to where he talks about how, um, how leaders, we can't give up our, our responsibility to manage our people. And we've talked about this recently yes. as well as that sometimes we feel like the, that you either have to micromanage everything or be completely hands off. And really the job of a leader is to determine somewhere in the middle of where they need to be. Another one is Andy's episode on responsibility versus authority. And he's, and he said something very interesting to where in, in a healthy organization, your responsibility will always exceed your authority that you'll always feel a greater responsibility for the things that you should do. uh, And that, that, that responsibility will outweigh the authority that you have. Something else from uh, Brene Brown's Unlocking Us. Oh, that's such a good podcast. Is uh, what she calls FFTs, which has been super helpful to me this year. And if you don't know what it stands for, it stands for bleeping first times. And that we can't expect to be great at something that we're doing for the first time that we need to learn to give ourselves grace for it. Todd, I'm going to let you jump in here and give a couple of episodes. Um, So... There's so many of them. I'm going to give a series that has been something I've been enjoying. So it's called the Dark Horse Podcast. It's by Brett Weinstein, who was the professor a couple of years back who was ousted from Evergreen State University. And he has this podcast called the Dark Horse Podcast. And he's doing a series of live streams where he once a week he'll get on. I don't know what he, what he's getting on, but he turns them into podcasts. And he brings his brother, Eric Weinstein, and his wife, Heather Haying, onto the show and they have these conversations and it's a whole series. Listen to this. He's up to like 50 of them um, where he's got like these, these episodes in this, this series he's doing. They're fabulous. Um, These are PhDs with all three of them have PhDs. None of them are in political science, but they are, are political science people. They're all biologists, but they take the perspective of a scientist or a biologist and apply it to like everyday life and to politics in the world Hmm. today. And it's fascinating. That they, does sound interesting. It's fascinating. So um, it, there's that. Then Eric Weinstein, who is Brett Wine, the guy I just talked about, he's got a podcast as well called The Portal. Now, The Portal is fascinating because one of Eric's kind of one of his things is that he is a he's a biologist, but he also is a mathematician and a physicist. And so he is like this genius, a super genius guy. And so he he talks a lot about history. So he goes back and analyzes history of how things have led to the point where we're at now in the world. It's a fascinating show. I really, really, really enjoy. I just really enjoy listening to it. And then I'll give you I'll give you a for fun podcast. Okay, it's a little it's a little off color, but it's hilarious. It's called Uncle. Yeah. It's called Uncle Joey's Joint. It's by Joey Diaz, and um, and it is. It used to be called the Church of What's Happening Now, but he changed it. It's now Uncle Joey's Joint, and it's a he's a comedian, and he's freaking hilarious. <laughs> oh my! Okay, um, I'm gonna finish up. Uh, I'm gonna finish up my list. So I, you know, uh, as we've talked about several times on the podcast before, one of our favorite podcasts that I'm surprised you didn't mention is. 
Carrie Newhop's leadership podcast. Uh, I mean, that's a given. Like, if people have been listening to this show for any amount of time, they know what we feel, how we feel about Carrie. Yeah, but I'm going to give you my favorite episodes. All right, fine. The episodes that have lasted with me for this year. And you could throw in any commentary that you have. First, oh, and I do have to give the caveat for this because I'm feeling, I'm very particular about it. Oh. I'm behind on the show. So I'm Yikes. only through October. See, and I'm caught up on the show. I know. So you can fill in the gaps for me. Okay. So I'm going to go Craig Rochelle's episode. Yeah. The big, the big takeaway from that for me was the importance of resting deeply and doing high, uh, high reps and what was it? Do you remember what it was? What did he say? What was the analogy that he used? Um, no, I don't remember. Either way, it was about resting deeply. Very good as well. And how we need to be more um, intentional. And he also talked about, which has been another thing that we've talked about here, of paying attention to your internal triggers as well. And what's dry, and the things that are driving you. Steve, and just going along, Carrie did a phenomenal episode with Steve Cuss yes. about it as well, which led me to want to have Steve on the podcast, which again, it'll be on uh, at the beginning of the year. And then uh, his episode with Tim Keller. That was one of my, that was probably one of my favorite. Ep- that's in my top five, probably favorite episodes this entire year. Yeah. So good. And yeah, it just, it just reminded me of that conversation, especially in, in the, the political year that we're in is that, the gospel is is different than whatever political party that it is. And it pulls it pulls some from both. One political party does not have um the full claim to the gospel, and that the gospel is a third way and pulls some from both, but is indifferent in many ways as well. Uh John Tyson's episode, yes, as well. And talk, again, just talking about rest. I mean, you could see the theme here. Uh, and then this is more of uh, a recent one. Um, but oh, and talking with Andy about his decision to reopen North Point. Yeah. As well. But I'm going to throw in Carrie's conversation with Brad as well. Brad Lominick. Brad was good. I have another one, though. It's even more yeah. recent. Yeah. His conversation with Beth Moore. Did you listen yeah. to that when I sent it to you? I haven't listened to it. Yet. Oh my goodness. That episode was great. That was a great one. And yeah. Lecrae, I mean, I, I like the, the conversation he had with Lecrae as well. There literally, Carrie doesn't do bad episodes. I was just trying to stick with what are the things that have stuck with me. I think that when there. you listen to the Beth Moore episode, you're gonna go, wow. Yeah. Give me give me your takeaway from the Beth Moore episode. So he, she's talking about he's talking with her a lot about how to navigate just the train wreck that is right now. And mm-hmm. she said a lot of great things. But one of the things I think that made a lot of sense is, you know, for her, she's dealt a lot with being a woman in a world in, in, in the SBC world, Southern Baptist Church world, where that's not always looked at as favorably in terms of her being a teacher. Now, that sounds weird to some people, but in that tradition, in that denomination, that's a, that's a big thing. And she talked about how it's just killing people with kindness. It's killing people with kindness, just loving people well and being great at what you do. Yeah. Good stuff, okay. man. Okay. Todd, as we're wrapping up the learn as we're wrapping up the podcast stuff, I want to give some of the episodes of the Learner's Corner that have stood oh, out. Good Lord. That have um that have been the most resonating with me. I'm eating another cracker. Year. 
I'm not saying show. they're not saying they're the best. I'm just saying they're the stuff that because every episode is the best, right? Every episode. Every episode is the best. Um, here's a couple that have stuck out to me. Um, the conversation that I got to have with John Mark Comer mm-hmm. at the end of last year, it ended up coming out this year about the pace of life. Um, earlier this year, I talked with science Mike. And one of the things that he said that has really resonated with me is he said, uh, and this was, this was, you know, in the earlier part of the pandemic, he said, you know, we all want to listen to scientists and data whenever it backs up our point. But as soon as it doesn't, we almost want to deny it immediately. And that has just been something that has just stuck in my brain of like, okay, what what are the things that I am consciously or unconsciously denying? What facts am I consciously or unconsciously denying because they don't fit with the narrative that I want to have yeah. happen? And that was a powerful episode. Another one was Dr. Sung Chang Ra about lament as well. Uh, and then Rob Bell, Sarah Anderson, Seth Godin as well. Bala. And then Lisa Turkhurst. Lisa Turkhurst, man. Lisa's been all over the place. She has been. Okay. Uh, oh, and just some pot. This is this is Caleb's fun podcast list. Binge mode, higher learning, the Dan Levitard show. Mine is Joe Rogan, Tim Ferriss show, and armchair expert. Oh, you're on that armchair expert. You and Kelly have got me there. There you go. Okay. Todd, anything, anything else, any other resources that you've been thinking? I was going to say movies, but there, I haven't really seen any movies. Neither have I. New movies or TV shows, but 2020. Oh, I'll just say, if you're not watching the Mandalorian, go watch the Mandalorian. If you're not watching the Mandalorian like me, I'm waiting till they all come out. I haven't seen a single episode yet. Of season two or just season one? Season two. Okay. That's more forgivable. I'm waiting okay. for, I want to binge them in a weekend. Gotcha. Okay, Todd, we're moving towards uh, the end here. One of the, th- couple other things I want to ask you, what have you started doing in 2020 that's helping you? Exercise. Um, I always thought that sweating was bad for me. And then I started to do it and I realized my body was getting stronger. And so mm-hmm. going into 2021... It's a big thing I'm going to continue to do. I'm working on eating the eating healthier thing. Like I'm eating cheese hits right now. And Kelly or my mother would not be pleased with me over that. But I'm working on it. Progress by little step by little step. I, I would agree. That's one thing that I've started doing this year is just trying to get out outside more. Go for um, walks or go for runs just around in nature. And yep. it's amazing the the benefit. Yes. That you feel from it. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but reading comics as well. Reading comics, baby. Very life-giving. Um, what's what's something <clears throat> that you've stopped doing in 2020 that's helped you? Not having a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, that's the best answer. Here I am. I have a serious. I have a serious answer. You have you have a much better answer than I do. Oh man, I just said I'm I'm trying to stop letting other people determine my value. <laughs> but your answer is so much better than mine. Okay, Todd, what are some of the 
what are some of the cultural trends that you've seen all throughout 2020 that it's like, hey, these probably aren't going away in 2021. I would pay attention to these. I think that division and hate right now are the are I think that people think that with Trump probably be leaving office, people think that's going to go away. I don't think it's going to go away. I think that it's just swung to the other side right now. I really think that our soul has been rended as a nation and there's a lot of healing that has to happen. Don't expect on whatever it is, January 20th or whatever it is for that to stop. Um, I think we're all going to have to really figure out how we can begin to love each other again and how to begin to to be good people. Mm -hmm. I also think digital. Digital's not going away. I mean, vaccine or not, the world of Zoom, the world of video conferencing, it's not going away. It's only going to get better. And with it getting better, people are realizing the power of digital. And it's not, it's it's the thing. It's here. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. And something uh, that, just to add on to your conversation, is um, just the idea that is, as content becomes more accessible, it's going to be even more important to provide uh opportunities to engage people with that, yes. Content, that content yes for it. i think something i think if you're smart right now if you were wanting to kind of start a platform for yourself what you would do is you would begin to curate people are going to need curators like you're going to need people who can help like move through all the junk and figure out what's good and what's not yeah I'm serious. I, I'm with you. And that's honestly, that's part of the thing that we want to do here on, on the learner's corner as well is provide you some grade a quality content and give you some recommendations also, which all of this stuff is going to be in the show notes. You can feel, feel free to check that out. Todd, I have one last question that uh, actually I'll, I'll answer the question first and I'll give you the final word okay. on it. Okay. Thank you for being gracious. You're welcome. Since you abandoned me, I figured I'd be kind. I'm I'm learning from uh, the Beth Moore podcast that you listen to, and I'm killing them with kindness. Yes. Okay, so here's here's the final question. Based on what you've learned this year, what advice would you offer to the people who are listening? And for me, I think the two, I came up with two things. One, I would say, dig deep into what makes you, you. Find out your ticks, find out the things that trigger you find out, uh, go, I would highly suggest go back to your childhood and figure out some of the things that you loved and who told you that you could no longer love those things. Even if it's society, even if it's society, even if it's just reading comic books, we're almost 30 years old and we're reading comic books. Yep. Um, I have, I have, Uh, I'm I'm engaged though. (laughs) I have, I have one last one. The other one that I would say, and this kind of ties into it as well, start life-giving habits. Whatever brings you and others life, do that. Start doing those things. Do that. Yeah. I would talk about um, examining yourself closely, um, even when it's uncomfortable. I had to do a lot of that this year. I had to realize a lot of things that I was doing that were not good. And how I just needed to identify those things so that I could begin to respond to those things. Um, 
and that goes with knowing yourself better. And so I've done a lot of that this year. Know yourself at a deep level. Um, whether it's listening to stuff like Sarah Anderson, getting into the Enneagram, you know, beginning to understand um, those things that tell us and help us as tools to know ourselves better. Those are all important. Yep. Any final thoughts or final reflections on 2020 before we move into 2021? You did a good job steering this podcast for a whole year without me. Um, I'm grateful you didn't wreck it. (laughs) Thank you. And I'm excited for the Herding Cats podcast as of right now. Herding Cats, baby. Let's go. Yeah. If people, if people want to continue to learn from you, if they miss the docile tones of the Todd father, where should people go to continue to learn from you? Well, you can find me every week on the Herding Cats podcast. Um, If you want to find that on social media, you can go to Herding Cats pod on Twitter. You can go to Herding Cats podcast on Instagram. You can find me at Hicks and Ball Todd on Instagram or Todd Duke on Twitter. Um, just, yeah, go ahead. It, my podcast is everywhere. The podcast can be found. Um, type in the Herding Cats podcast. No, I'm not the herd with Colin Coward. I am the Herding Cats podcast with the Todd father, baby. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being back on the Learner's Corner today, Todd. Hearts and love. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Learner's Corner podcast. It's been a great year. It's been really a landmark year for 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 the learner's corner and thank you for listening thank you for being on the journey of it all todd thanks so much for you know five years ago or four years ago however long it was whenever we decided to start this journey i'm excited for 2021 and really the the best is yet to come the best days of the podcast are ahead of us And so thank you so much for listening and the best way to make sure that you don't miss any of the episodes that we put out is by subscribing to this podcast and whatever podcast player you use. And just thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a great end of the year and we'll see you back in 2020. My name is Caleb Mason and until next time, keep learning and keep growing.